Hey y'all, hey, it's Bridgetta Giles, certified family life educator, sexuality counselor, and educator, lover of the word fuck in all forms, definitions, all of that shit. And I'm here with a very special guest, but we're going to do something a little different because we've had a stressful week, stressful day, but we here and we live in our best life. We're going to take a toast, Georgie. Yeah, let's take a toast. Mm. Straight to the head. Oof. let's get fucked up it's gonna be a great podcast we have george here introduce oh, yourself and tell us how you are changing the world george bka dr gas cameron you find me on social media changing the world man um i am an educator i've been working in career education now for 11 12 years yeah. it aligns with my mission statement in life which is to create general generational wealth for others i literally that opens up other opportunities to been able to do that and Man, it's been it's been amazing. Dr. Gas can, man. <laughs> I you can call me George. Georgie. <laughs> you know you call me Georgie. That's for life. For several reasons. Number one, for for me, Georgie is probably one of the most accomplished, the dopest black men that I know. No. Black men that I know. Um, and he's such an intellectual and he and he's funny as hell. I wanted to share you with the world. Yes, thank you. Do you mind if I tell how I met you? Yeah. I fucking met George. I don't, oh my God. Five, six years ago, a long time ago at this point. On 2016. Yeah. 2016. On, was it POF? I don't know if it was POF, Tinder, or uh, Bumble. One of of the three. (laughs) One of those apps. (laughs) And I saw his profile. I was like, oh, he's fine. And you used words in your fucking profile using real words punctuation and shit i was like oh yeah this is it and you at the time you lived closer number one yeah. i was single as fuck horny as fuck i was yeah. like I, I didn't get that vibe i didn't i never got that vibe what, what? Every time we be talking, i never got that vibe we just chit chat people people say that all the time like you know i really expected more sexual conversation from you and i'm like it was never, it was never that it was just it was, it was like i remember when i saw you at the pillow fight that was like the first real like so i so my school hosted we were trying to get the record for the world biggest biggest pillow fight you didn't even know i was gonna be there right. and you just and you just happened to be there and you were like george georgie oh my god yeah no. hey what's up I was at work, but it was cool. Right, you were so busy, but even then, I had on my little shorts, and I don't be wearing shorts like like that out here in the streets. I had on me some little shorts with a thigh meat out. Thigh meat like, out, because that that was a few years after. After I was like, man, listen, George gonna see this thigh meat. George did not see the thigh meat. George was working like working hard, being a professional, and my thotty ass was like, this is how you know I ain't got no game. Just if if you know, I ain't got no goddamn game. So just if you're interested, you're gonna have to say something to me because obviously I ain't I ain't got it. But that's how I met you. All of that. Never never caught it. Never caught it. Right. <laughs> All it. Y'all, I don't I don't understand. I, well no, because you know, somebody somebody hears what you do for a living, they'll be like, mm-hmm. and then I remember you was like just starting saying, like, you know, the sex counselor. Well, whatever the term sex was, ed- right? Sex educator. Yeah. Yeah. Sex, sex educator. You was like talking about you was talking to it, and I was like, oh. But you never brought it up. I was just like, and you were such a gentleman too. I will tell you, I remember this one day, this one night. You didn't have a shirt on. You had your like tattoos, and I was like, "What else you got? <laughs> you got all that dick." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, 
chest out and no dick. Where's the dick? Put the dick on the table, nigga. You showing me all your tattoos and explaining it. I'm like, I really got to tell this nigga to pull his dick out. What the fuck? I was like, maybe I shouldn't because he being such a gentleman. I don't want to. I was having such a conflict in my head. I was like, well, damn. Oh, I'm just sharing all the shit today. Nah, you know, that was during my period of time. I was trying to be a, a, a little bit more of a gentleman because, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm a thought. Like, you know what I mean? And it's cool. And I, I've, I've had multiple whole phases in my life, technically like four whole phases in my life. And um, I'm thankful because I have probably avoided uh, many of venereal de- diseases out here in the street. So um, safe sex matters. I, I understand that. I hear you on that. It's just, you know, sometimes, you know, you put that condom on and feel like I'm jacking off. That's all I'm saying. I have never heard it explained like that. And I'm, I am not going to judge. I appreciate that. When shit, when, when you in the moment sometime, and then afterwards you be like, oh, I forgot. Pepsi. I don't call every, I, everybody I caught with a condom, I don't count. <laughs> They're serious. Everybody, everybody that I caught Every female that I had sex with with a condom on, I don't count that. I don't even understand that. We gonna we gonna have to process that at some. Let me let me take you through. Time. I can take you through it. No, I can take you through okay, it right now. Ahead, my thought process. Okay. My thought process. Right. One, I feel like it was just vigorous jacking off. I feel like it was the equivalent of you having a dildo. That's it. I don't count those bodies. So if me and you together and you find out I had sex with your homegirl on a one night stand, I use the condom. That don't count. That, but it does. It counts. But okay. Count for me. It's an experience. Mm, it was a yeah, you, yeah. You I'm know what? It's a sexual experience. It's a sexual experience. Okay, so you're gonna count it as a sexual experience, but it does not count as a body. Because you don't count, you don't count dudes who just gave you head or hit your ass. You better not be. I can't do that. Wait. So nah, because people who have ate my ass, I should not that. count that. If they if all they do is eat your ass, it don't count. Think about it. So I will say this. I'm trying to think. I don't think I have ever just had my ass ate without anything else. You ain't living. <laughs> so listen so listen a little spoiler alert for everyone i uh, this past week has been a production week for me i have a brand new production team it's something we're going to be talking about at the next episode season three is going to be really exciting because it's going to be called sexploration because as i've done this podcast and just really got deeper into my sexuality education and counseling and seeing clients i have realized i ain't done a lot of shit that i want to do like, and it's sick and it's sad. And I'm like, I feel like I should have done everything oh, by now. What about, okay, so, or if a dude just eat your pussy and that's it. Now that has happened. That has happened a bunch. So, so yeah. I don't count that. You shouldn't. Is this man logic? Because I just feel like I've never heard this anywhere else. It, it's, this is, I guess it's man logic because, man logic. Because, because the vigorous, you know, the condom sex, vigorous jacking up. Like, this is just vigorous jacking up. And that is our clip of the week <laughs> off top. <laughs> Which brings us into <laughs> you have a choice. You have a choice. Yeah. Okay. You can tell your most scandalous hotel, or okay. you can ask answer a very juicy sex question. Oh, oh man. Can I do both? You can do both. I'm greedy. Um, okay, so let me get this. Let me give you. Let me give you Dr. Gas Can Man's fuck tale. Okay. So here's the fuck tale. Oh shit. The year was shit, 2003. Okay. I was in college. I was in college at 
a small school in North Carolina, in Salisbury, North Carolina, and it stopped at HBCU. <laughs> and it was a PWI. And um, I was in my window on the third floor, Abernathy Hall. If you know what school that is, God bless you. Anyways, so I'm hanging in the window. One of my teammates, he's an upperclassman. He's a red shirt freshman. And he's from this little small backwoods town in North Carolina. I see him walking. Mm-hmm. He's walking with these two white girls. And he's like, Problem he's like one. hey, yo, what you doing? He's like, what you doing, freshman? I'm like, man, just chill. He's like, coming your way. He drops off one of the white girls at my room. She's like, I think you're cute. Let's go in the room. And I'm like, oh, okay. Now, this is my first time being smutted out by a female. This white girl proceeded to, like, smut me out. Like, I'm talking about she give, did everything. Give, give all the details. I want to hear all about. Man, so, so, like, okay. So, like, so, the door. So, I closed the door. And I'm like, hey, my name is. And she started taking my clothes off. Fun. Okay. And she had me pushed up against the door. So, she had a hand, hand on the door. And she's, like, taking my pants off. Like, talking to me. Pulling my pants down. Pull me down. I'm down on my damn drawers around my ankles. Like she was sucking my dick aggressively. Like you know, like aggressively. She have a bruise like, on her tongue, kind of sucking. Yeah, like, like, do you love me? Like, are you trying to tell me you love me right now? What's going on? So then she like pushed me over, like pushed me over. I'm like, I'm like, yo, what are you doing? So I thought she was about to like try to do something to me. Right. She said, wait a second. Got my ass ate for the first time. At 18 years. Now, mind you, I don't know what I've been doing all day that day. So I cannot deny nor confirm she ate fresh butt that day. But she ate it like she was waiting for it her whole life. She cleaned. She and she, um, she cleaned what what whatever sweat molecules you had up in there. Yeah, she did. And then, um, you know, it was, it was funny because she was like, "Hey, do you have a condom?" And I was like, "Yes." I, I pointed to the drawer. She grabs a condom. She puts she puts the condom on with her mouth. And then proceeds to um, to ride me like my name is Seabiscuit. And um, I made the noise like I was about to come. And she was like, she said, she slapped me in my face and said, you better not come, like, to get my attention. Mm. And something about that just, you know, motivated me to take this young lady to Pound Town for the next 15 minutes. You know, you don't think that's a lot of time, but that's a lot of just that's being in Pound Town. Just, you know, so, um, you know, I come. I'm like, okay, that was great. Thank you. Aww. And she said, I'm not done yet. You oh. just on my chest. <laughs> that's that's not where I thought we were going. Um, that's not where I thought we were going. I'm glad we got there. I'm glad we got there. I was a little concerned because I'd be real, real scared when black men be talking about, you know, white women taking them in the room and doing stuff. I'd be real concerned. I'd be like, do we really want to do this? Are you sure? Because do we need some bodyguards? Do we need some witnesses? Mm. But you know, it that 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 ended interestingly. It it did. Um, next time she came on campus, though, I avoided her like the damn plague. I bet she you came did. looking for me, and and I had to run. Because you, you know, if any female come back after, you know, just it's something ain't right with you. We will not. We will, we will not slut shame. I, I'm I'm just saying it's, I'm not slut shaming her, but I'm just saying like I should know your chest. There's nowhere else we got to go. Like and, there is nothing else. No, to talk at that about. point, had you had, did y'all introduce one? Like did you be like, hi, my name is George? Like was that I, a whole conversation? I didn't learn her name. I didn't learn her name until three weeks later. Okay, she came back on campus to come see, me. and it was messed up because she had an old generic ass name, and I still didn't remember it. Oh shit, that was a good story. That was a that that by far is the best hotel we have heard. <laughs> by far. 
All right, you ready for your question? Yeah, I'm ready. I was hoping that you would allow this sex question. You were like, oh, yes, ask me a sex question. So I have a theory. Okay. Your father. Yes, ma'am. You have a good number of babies, Mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I truly yep. believe men that have quite a few babies got a big dick. It, it, all of them. All of them. All? All of oh, them. That's, 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 if you, um, if, that's if your kids premise. are by multiple women, I just don't believe that many women is out here getting mediocre little dick <laughs> from the same. Or, I, I disagree. I disagree. With you. Okay. I okay. what I believe your premise should be is men who have babies by multiple women are probably more likely pleasers when it comes to sex. Meaning they are willing and open to do way more to get the pussy. Now, now keeping the pussy is probably the problem, Lord. Probably. probably. Yeah, because because I'm not gonna lie, like, I, I I feel like. Anybody who's with me age 35 and before, man, there's an expiration date on that shit as soon as you walk through the door. What? Like, there's an expiration date on the, on the, on the relationship. Wait. I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying that, and I've been married twice. But I'm saying because age, the reason why I say this shit was like that, because I was self-sabotage relationships. Mm. You know, I was self-sabotage relationships, or um, I used to do this whole shit where, um, you could do something to hurt me and hurt my fellas. So now I'm gonna go fuck on another female to make myself feel better. I ain't telling you I just went to go fuck on another female, but I went and fucked on another female. Now I feel better about the situation. I don't care that I hurt you. I think that um, sometimes that's a, you know, that's a thing. Like, you know, it's a, it's a, so it used to be an expiration on the, on the shit because that was the thing. Now, you know, I'm, you know, I'm fully evolved and I'm healing 24 seven from, you know, different things. And I say healing just because, you know, it seems like I'm in that age of life where all your childhood traumas mm. come back and you, you're aware of them now. So I'm at that age now. I'm at that fun ass age in life. Yeah, I just think that um, that's why everything always started with an expiration date. Like, because I was terrible, 35 and younger. When you really think about it, even emotionally, like, I was terrible. I think a lot of people go through that, that same um, situation where like, uh, I'm not with it. I want to do what I want to do. I want to feel good in the moment. Like you said, like you hurt my feelings. You do something to me. I'm going to go do this. I'm, it's not to quote unquote hurt you. This is to, to feed me because you took something from me and, yeah. and that hurt you. You grabbed something from me. Now I need to go find validation. I need to go find something from someone else. Everyone that knows me knows I'm very much so into tarot. I have a regular reader and everything. I read tarot and one of my my actual tarot reader told me that I um, took the balls of my ex and everything, not literally took his ball. <laughs> not like that. I, I know, girl. I'm about to say, you, well, the way the look you gave me was like, is you out here tugging balls stuff. like that? No, no, I was just thinking about emotionally. Like, yeah. A man's balls emotionally. Emotionally. Is like- you used a low-down rap scallion. Oh, my goodness. It wasn't intentional, I promise. But she was like, you, you took his balls from him, and the things that he's doing is, is to get them back for himself. And I was like, that's deep as fuck. 
And it really made me, it really made me think about how I interact and how I show up in relationships versus the real world. In the real world, as as a single black woman, you kind of have a you kind of have to have a little grit about you. And I hate it. I, I want to be mm-hmm. soft and gentle all the motherfucking time. I want to be a little squishy. I do. Mm-hmm. But motherfuckers will try you. So for me, I really had to learn through therapy um, and just just really good conversations with with spiritual advisors that that specialize in feminine energy and kind of pulling everything back together because I can see where you hurt my feelings. I'm gonna go do this because I I need to be replenished because you just took this from me. So I get it. It makes sense. Talk to us about what is it like dating as a black man in this crazy dating world? Um, how can I say this? Shit's whack. Like, um, part of me wants to be like, hey, you trying to, you know, be love forever? No? No. Okay. Thank you. It's been real. And just find somebody that way. But it's just like, dating will have you, it'll have you second guessing. Like, do you really like people? Yes. Like, I, I really did. I had a moment while I was dating. And, um, a young lady I was, I was dealing with and I like she made me in my head say is this why dudes don't mind being with other dudes you know what I can't but, but no because okay okay so look check this out I have a a premise I'm gonna get a little bit deep mm-hmm. no I'm not fucked up yet okay but here it goes okay I, I believe that men are the prize and I believe they're the prize because okay if this is only if so now this is only if he is healed and mature okay. he is the prize because if he's a real man he's gonna want to be a provider he's gonna want to be a protector um he's gonna want to be your counselor he's gonna be your goddamn shaman he won't he gonna want to be all those things to you right okay and all he wants from you is peace okay all he wants from you is peace to comfort him at times, he's going to want you to make him feel like how his mom used to make him in a non-creepy way. The thing about it is that's simple, but not really because you got to be at a certain place to be able to be all those things for somebody else, right? Right. And for a woman, I believe a woman wants to be protected. They want to be provided for, whether that be monetary or just, you know, whatever. They, you know, there's a whole litany of other things that they're going to want from or need from you. But the uh, uh, reason why I say a man that is truly healed, he's willing and you know, and why I say men are the prize, and I mean those type of men, is because you gotta be willing to give up of yourself for that person in your family, mm-hmm. more than even yourself at all times. So because I believe, you know, that men are the prize, I've had to talk to myself with some of these low vibrational women. Because some women, they will say, I want this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. You got to make X, Y, Z amount of money. Like, I remember it was so funny. One of the young lady was like, you know, she makes $32,000 a year. Mm-hmm. And she told me that, okay, this is going to sound like arrogant. She was like, she was like, you, I can do that for me. So why, you ain't providing me nothing that I can't do for me. So you would have to do 
more in order for me to be happy and because you're a man. And I was just like, so me taking care of my household, making sure my household is good, making sure my kids are straight. I don't need your poultry ass $32,000 and you are going to be the person to say, well, you could do you you could do this much more for me and that much more for me. This is a level of arrogance, like the shit that you deal with. You'll deal with women who will be like, we ain't got a pot to piss in, ain't really got, you know, got no money. Mm-hmm. Both your baby daddies, one of them work at Speedway, one work at Walmart. And then you got the fucking nerve, the unmitigated fucking gall to tell me, a Negro that been the executives as he was in his goddamn early 20s, fresh out of college, that I am not doing enough for you. Mm. Because, I, because because people fantasize like social media. Like I got partners that be doing stuff for the LAs on social media, but I know financially how you really live, mm. you know? Right. <laughs> right. Like, I know, I really know how you're living. Like, right. you got to find somebody that is living in reality because. If she looking at love and hip hop all damn day and all this other dumb shit, she gonna think that you fucking should be doing this, 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 and this versus looking at a genuine relationship where she can say, the person to say, hey, I'm willing to learn with you and grow with you and make the choice to love you. Um, but a lot of people don't want to do that. Like they just they think this they fantasize this Western relationship that we've known about on the stories and on you know if you read these novels and stuff like that. Where it ain't really like that. Right. Sometimes love is love is saying, "Hey, I got you." Right. No matter right. what. Right. I'm committed to you. I just want to rock with you. I just want to deal with you. I'm not worried about nothing else. I'm making the choice to do that every day. No matter what, you get mad at me. I'm still, I'm going to be home. I'm going to be at, at home at the same time every day, but I might bring some flowers since you're mad at me. That's love. Right. Right. But we don't, we don't do that because we always looking for the out. Because mm. what if social media find out? What if somebody else find out? We live, this generation, I feel like, and at the time that we in, we live our lives more so for everybody else than we do ourselves. Right. There's more people right now that live with anxiety about letting their parents down, their friends down, than themselves. Absolutely. They don't even give a fuck about themselves nowadays. Right. So, so, so you can be genuinely good and great for somebody. You can be great for a motherfucker. Like, they could just be like, you're amazing. You're great. You're the best. But they will break up with you because they are having an emotional issue that they don't know how to communicate to you. Yeah. And then you're sitting there stuck feeling crazy about yourself. Like, were we really in love? Did, did, I, did he really feel for me like that? And now you're down yourself and now you can't be with nobody for three to four months because you was just trash. Absolutely. And you're missing out on the person that could have been everything. Because exactly. Now you're saying and doubting yourself. That was deep as fuck, Georgie. I, I fucked up yet. I can't. I can't so I will say this. So, because I didn't know where you was going with that. I'm like, what you, what you mean? Me and all the prize. I come from the mindset that both parties are the prize. I've never really connected with the women are the prize, men are the prize. These two individuals that are attracted to one another, there's chemistry there. There's a decision to come together. You're both the prize. You both bring something to the quote unquote table, which I hate that fucking debate and that saying. Fucking hate it. It's so fucking selfish. It matters not. Can y'all motherfucking communicate? Can y'all talk to one another? I can make this amount of money. You can make that amount of money. That is great and fine. But if we can't talk to each other, I'm sorry, if we can't fuck and enjoy fucking one another, it don't matter what table. Fuck me on the table. <laughs> if you can't do that, who give a fuck about this damn table? Just you know so- what? I I like I like how soft your your stance is on both the prize. I love it. 
I know, but let your balls drop, man. Come on, motherfucker. Let's be real. Get I'm serious. I because know. think about it from a team standpoint, right? Oh, I've never played me, a sport, so that that might. I don't so know. let me let me help you out. Me and you are a team, right? Okay. Me and you are a team, right? Mm-hmm. You you bring it. You bring it in. You bring it in this hundred thousand. I'm bringing this hundred thousand. We good. We a power couple, right? So we're working. We're doing our thing. So we. This is the money. My, my credit is shit. Mm-hmm. Your credit is awesome, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I'm a great cook. Mm-hmm. You can do. You can pick up some great pickup. You can go pick up some takeout food real good, like the best of them, right? Okay. I'm great with dealing with the kids from an emotional standpoint. You're great with giving them structure, right? Mm-hmm. It matters. It matters because on a team, some people are going to value other things that the other person does on the team more than others. People on the outside, when they look at your team, they're going to value certain players more than others. When you're on the team, you're going to feel, okay, let's be totally real. Totally real. Mm-hmm. Nobody loves their person as much as their person loves them. Like we all love on a different wavelength, right? Okay. Sometimes it's going to be 60, 40. Sometimes it's going to be 70, 30, 80, 20, 90, 10. It's going to always be like this, right? It's never going to stay like this. Right. So the reason why I say it matters what you bring to the table is because sometimes the other person has to look at it and say, this person is willing to give me an extra 20% to get to 50. But nobody want to look at it like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants. So what, there's some people who, there's some women, I feel, because, you know, i got sisters and stuff. I feel like, but I'm not talking about my sister married and happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like women will 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 sit there and, you know, you got a dude who's who said, "Hey, I'm willing to give an extra twenty percent, so we can be whole. You only thirty percent of what the fuck I need, mm. and I'm willing to take that because I'm gonna give that other fucking twenty. But then there's also some women. There's some mm-hmm. women who will do the exact same thing, right? Mm-hmm. But it's more likely you'll see a man do that than you'll see the woman. But then again, now the game is changing because you got homosexuals out here who ain't got no place to live, and you got. <laughs> Because the child support killing your ass. So you try to move in with every young lady you date. But, you know, I, but that's why I said men are the prize when they're actual men. When they're a real man, they're going to handle their business. Mm-hmm. That, that, mm-hmm. Is, that is phenomenal because that, that man's going to tell you, he can see you at 30% and say, I'm going to give you an extra 20, baby, because I believe in you. I believe in us. I believe we're going to be able to be 100% ever. That's, that, that's what it's about. But, I think that I think that a lot of people can't see past their nose nowadays mm. when it comes to that. So that makes men the prize. Real men handle their business, being ready to give a little more just in case the person doesn't can't match them, right? Yeah, because you know what? A real man don't care if you match them. A real man to say, a real man to say, oh, okay, you you sitting there mad talking, I'm not where I want to be at in life. Okay, well, well, B, why don't you want to, why, why are you not there? Oh, because I'm not making the money I, I want to make. But us together, you making past that money you said you wanted to make, and you ain't struggling to do it. Well, well professionally, I felt I needed to be like, like this. But why do you feel like professionally you need to be in that place? Oh, because I want to make enough money to take care of my family. I'm willing to take care of our family off of what you got right now. Don't stress yourself. Let's keep moving. A real man, like when you get to a point, a man, I wasn't always of that mindset but now i'm at that point now i'm getting a little bit older where i'm understanding like the right woman i'll do any of that that's easy I'm but str- the problem is yo go ahead, go ahead with i'm me. struggling i'm still struggling in my in my heart <laughs> parts with it because on the flip side to that you have the woman 
who mm-hmm. who if if they're willing to pour in and they they have mm-hmm. all of this these great attributes whatever because mm-hmm. my mind this man doesn't care about the amount of money that I make it's really all about my heart and my heart is full and I have enough space to take him in and all of this and I can pour in then to me, if there's a lack in him, then I'm willing to give that 20 as well. Then again, we looking at both men and women being the prize. Yeah, that sounds nice. But um, <laughs> I'm just yeah, saying. Totally. I'm so, just saying because you're right. You're right. You're right. In that situation, that is two healed ass individuals working together. But but let's be honest about our relationships. It, it don't. It doesn't look like that. Our relationships. This generation's relationships are like this. We love people we don't like. Mm. We romanticize. When I see you on Instagram, I romanticize who I think you are, right? Right, right. Then I meet you. Mm-hmm. Then I start dating you. Four weeks in, I don't really like this bitch. Why am I with her? And then you're like, oh shit, I liked what I saw from Instagram. And because because then you break, well, then you break up with her by ghosting her, but you still follow her on Instagram. Never ghost, y'all. Don't, like don't ghost. Don't ghost. Don't listen to don't listen to Dr. Gascan, man. Do not I, no, I don't listen. No, no, don't listen to me because I'm not saying to ghost her, but I'm just saying what that's what our generation do. We, you know, I done been ghosted a few times. It's cool. It's cool, no judgment. But but <laughs> but no, so we romanticize people. So what happens is is I kind of I kind of like you, but I don't love the idea of you. I'm not intrigued by you. I don't wake up in the morning saying, I wonder how she how she do her hair in the morning. How she like her age? Because because we don't do that, right? We be mm-hmm. more like we we go off of what we see, right? And because we see it, it's kind of like um, oh, you ever went somewhere, seen somebody doing something, and was like, wow, what do you have to do to do that job? Yes, right. And you're like, yeah, and then you go find out what to do it. And they say it's twelve years of school. You be like, I don't fucking go to twelve years, twelve years of school. Barely got through that motherfucker the first time. Hallelujah. So then, so then. But you're fantasizing about this job that you will never meet the qualifications to have. That's what happens. We would we will go get into these relationships knowing that we ain't never gonna meet this person's qualifications. Mm. But we try to okie doke them and fool ourselves. The dumbest, <laughs> dumbest shit that I hear the, the dumbest shit I hear people say is I, I I hope they change. They're not gonna change. They're not gonna change. Look, if you don't like the way I talk to you on day one. You ain't gonna like the way I talk to you on day a thousand. You gonna be ready to stab. If if you feel like my people are ghetto and you don't want to deal with them after being with me for a month, you gonna hate you gonna hate my sisters and want to kill them bitches in about three years. Mm-hmm. So let's not do that to each other. Right. But the problem is, is we'll say they can change. You know, we're, we're all a bunch of egomaniacs nowadays. We think we got. Right. So we sitting doing all this extra stuff, doing all this extra stuff with people, getting in a relationship with women because they look great for the gram, but you are never going to be equipped to deal with her. You're never going to be equipped to be enough for her. So stop. Stop applying for that job, nigga. Go work at Safeway. It's you. Oh, oh Safeway ass nigga. You can't work. You can't work at Chick-fil-A, nigga. You a Safeway <laughs> nigga. <laughs> no, do so on the other side of that, because it's always the other side for me. Mm-hmm. What if because I think this happens too, huh? What? I said you should be a Libra, you know, balance your sales. I wish. I'm a cancer. I'll be flowing and shit. Oh, emotional ass. You gonna cry after this? Probably. Probably. Oh, but but on the ready. other side of that, we will get with somebody thinking that this this attribute is endearing. Like, oh my God, this is something that I want um, to have in my life. 
But then once you're in the situation and you see how detrimental it is and how it doesn't look or feel like you thought it would and how it not only applies to you, it applies to everyone else as well. And me personally, I'm not going to lie. I love a friendly man. I do. I love kindness. I love someone to be sweet. You know, I want to know if we going in a restaurant, you're not going to treat the wait staff shitty. Like I don't yeah. like, but when we get in a relationship and I recognize that you be out here friendly with everybody and there is mm-hmm. no, I, I use the word loyalty, but that's probably. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good word. That's a yeah. good word for what it is though. Because right. you make me look like a fool, right? Right. I'm not, I'm not that's, special. It's loyal. Cause you, could yeah. you get this to everybody? Like, this is how you well, treat everyone. But that's the thing though, with women, y'all don't understand. Y'all, like some of y'all, y'all have sex with some, some of these, some of us dudes, man. And we passion, we sucking on your neck. We licking behind your ear. We coming down, we eat, we eat your pussy. Dude. You can, and then you meet another one of his victims and she be like, he ate that pussy just for- Right. You know what? He just old nasty romantical ass nigga. He romanticizing the pussy. It ain't about you. Right. You right. know, I think, I think, I'm gonna say like this. I love what you were saying though, where you were just like, oh, he just friendly to everybody. You gotta watch people. And you know, the one thing I like about social media is I can watch you on social media for three, four months. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you're in a relationship. I don't know if you're happy in the relationship. I don't know if you just fucking off and be going on dick runs because you be posting, you be posting yourself driving in the car at two twenty five in the morning playing Drake, uh, <laughs> obviously from getting dicked down. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then, and then I see the post when you posting Marvin's room lyrics, talking about all niggas ain't shit. Then I, like, you can watch a person and you can kind of see is this somebody I can deal with. And mostly, you you start to see how genuine the person is, like. I like I like the fact that we live in an era where you can follow somebody on social media, talk to them here and there, get to know them, right. and you have a better grasp on, is this a genuine person? Is this, you know, like, how do they treat right. other people? Right, right. You know, the funniest shit is, if you go look and you see what people be posting and commenting on, when you, if you're on Instagram, and mm-hmm. you see what they post and comment on other people's shit, you can learn a lot about a person or Absolutely. stuff like that. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times we have all these tools, but we don't use them because I'm bad too. I had to learn, and I'm going to tell on myself, I had to learn like, so recently I was dealing with somebody and 12 years, 12, 14, 15, however many years ago, I noticed that they had bad morale. They had a low morale. They had a low morale. Like there's low vibrational shit that they're willing to do mm-hmm. just, just, out of, just out of survival, right? Right. And then still don't win. They still don't win doing low vibrational shit. Right. And I decided to entertain their energy again. And it made me feel like shit. Right. And the moment they decided to stop coming around me, I was so fucking relieved and happy and like, oh my gosh. But the problem is sometimes like we we see all of the signs. Mm-hmm. We don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like we just really want to be, we want to be in love so bad sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I'm not gonna I've been lie, like, to that. Yeah, like I told myself now, like I'm gonna love freely and purely, not gonna guard my guard my heart like that. Just be free with anybody I decide to say, yeah, I can see myself with you. I'm gonna just be wild. I'm gonna be wild and free with that. Like I ain't gonna marry you, but we gonna go wild and free on how I feel about you. Mm-hmm. Be honest and stuff, and see if we can get to that. And if I can't, it's cool, right? Because 
it's going to be easy for me to move on because I'm not going to have no resentment because I gave you everything. I gave you my all. Mm -hmm. And that right there, actually, what I found in therapy is to be way more free than guarding my heart and dating somebody because that's a half measure. I agree with that. I think that with each breakup that I have had, I, I have this moment, my cancer ass, crybaby ass, mm-hmm. have always have this moment where I'm like, I really wish I had a, a cold heart. I really wish that I was the type of person that that could just close myself off and be like, fuck this. I'm never loving again. I'm fuck all that shit. Um, Cause it feels to be honest, it's, it's, I need easier. I want, I want easier because the, the alternative is I'm still dealing with the emotions of this breakup. So now I'm, I'm sad. I want connection. I want touch. Mm-hmm. I want to feel mm-hmm. wanted and needed and, and someone covets me. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can't really do that with a cold ass. But, but, but the, yeah, but I love the fact that you can be honest enough to say, to know that that's really just what you want at the end of the day. Yeah. Like for me, at the end of the day, I just want to be, I just want to be able to love on somebody's daughter and, you know, be her counselor, be her private chef, black of belly, all of that. I want to be everything, right? But the problem is, a lot of times is, we we we're apprehensive. We'll let people get in our ear and say you shouldn't be serious about nobody. Just have fun, versus just living life and having you know just live life and let the decisions happen while you live in life. But we don't want to do that nowadays. You know, we, we want to guard our hearts. I want to be tough. Nobody's gonna hurt me again. Then yeah, it's out here hurt anyway. Right. So live life, have fun with it. Right. Because I I have a lot. I love. I love, once you get past the first two days of the breakup, oh, there is a wave of something that comes over you. Then you being petty, posting on social media, Big Sean, I'm single again. You posting, mm-hmm. posting wild shit on your, on your, on your IG. You, you, talk, you know, you talking about how you're going to dick somebody down and down. You know what I mean? You start having fun again. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's cool being right. single. Right. Until you get back and, you know, until you find somebody that, that interests you. I think what I believe is, I believe we should go back to old school court. Do tell, what does this look like? Like, I believe we should, I, I, okay, so this is old school court. So mm-hmm. nowadays on social media, you can live in Texas, I can live in Florida, and we can, mm-hmm. we can date, we can see each other on a regular basis. And it's actually financially, actually, if you ask me, I think you should go, I think we should go back to, to courting from a standpoint of courting might be, I'm going to find out where you go at, I'm going to hang around you. I'm going to introduce myself, I'm going to hang around, try to get to know you, not on dates, not on a lot of one-on-one, but we go out with friends, we go to common things, we go, mm-hmm. you know, we go to events together, right? and we're going to spend some time together, and no point in time are you ever beholden. True. Um, it's it's really the, the phase of getting to know one another, enjoying one yeah. another's time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Making sure that you can enjoy time with this person. Exactly. Because, because you know, what the problem is when you're dating, you don't actually have to like the person you're dating you only got to want to fuck them what? so then what happens huh? okay yeah think about that think about when you first meet somebody all right we let's go back to your story when you first seen this tall dumb shiny motherfucker but it's like when you first meet somebody all you all you're trying to do is you try to make yeah i, I don't care Primal. i've never met somebody who said i just want to get to know her no, I want to make, I want to fuck. And I'm like, 
<laughs> I mean, t- I mean, if you think about it, we're animals, and that that really is what yeah. all these feelings are anyway. Like they want you yeah. to fuck so you can reproduce yeah. the land. Yeah, man. I feel I feel the fucking pheromones coming off your ass on this dick. But then, right, you meet them. <laughs> you meet them in that moment, and now for the next, however long it take me to get the pussy the first four or five times, four or five, I'm all about. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about fucking because I got to figure out if I really like it, right? And then around the fifth time, I'm like, oh, I love this. This is great. I want some more of it. Please give me some more, ma'am. Please, please. More pussy. More pussy in my bowl. But, <laughs> yeah. but, you, but you you figure it out, right? I, I want it. Yeah. Now you got to figure out if you like this. Now here it is, month three. You ready, ready to fucking block her on everything and ghost her because you so fucking pissed at the terrible motherfucker you've been hanging out with. But the sex is great. Mm. Because man, every you know, men we we fuck ourselves up and think the think we fall in love because we got it. So some of y'all women do a better job than others of making men court them for the pussy, not to be in a relationship, but just for the pussy. So now I've spent all this bread, I've spent all this time, I put this effort into a first date. I took your kayak, it was private. We had fun, and I I basically romanticized the relationship because all, all of this shit I was doing to get some pussy. Mm. Okay. I'm, I'm, now, I now I think I'm deep in love because I had to come up with this intricate ass standout ass date so you could be happy to give me some pussy. But really, I'm going to tell you the truth. I like kayaking. I like the fact I put you on the kayaking. I like the way I felt doing something good for another motherfucker, not you. Wasting my motherfuckers. What? Sorry. <laughs> I snuck off and went in. I was about to say, it. Did, did it? Did it the middle of talking. It took me somewhere. Sorry, my bad. I'm back though. It's it's okay. It's I'm okay. off. In the words of Kanye, I'm off on Lexus Pro. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So what I hear you say is that men or you, whatever the you idea. Say, you can say me. It's cool. Don't don't put it on the rest of them. Okay. They cowards. They ain't gonna tell you. For you, it the the beginning phase is you're courting, but you're courting, you're you're technically courting for a vagina because that's primal. Right? That's what we do, yeah. right? We're yeah. we're animals, animals. We we do this in the midst of that. Then you you eventually get it, and now you're having to decide. Okay, is this where I want to stick, or is this? I it, I really don't like this person. I I kind of fell into the motions in my pursuit. Mm-hmm. Of- mm-hmm. You romanticized the relationship. Off because of what all you had to do. Like, I, you know what? I've come up with some bomb ass dates that I, this sucks is not going to be my, it's not going to be the first time I've done it when, mm-hmm. I, when I'm with my person. Mm-hmm. Because I, I got that bomb ass date idea from trying to get some vagina from this young lady. You are giving me a lot of insight right now because I would have, I, it makes sense as you're saying it as far as the, you know, we're pursuing pussy, we romanticize the relationship because we're, we're romanticizing what could be, not what is, right? Okay. We're in the motions of what is, but once we get to, to the promised land and figure out, oh shit, we didn't oops and dips upon a relationship, I don't no, really want to be here. Exactly, like, well, how the fuck did I get here and why? Ooh. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like, I've been in relationships and was like, oh shit, why did I jump into this relationship? Why why am I in this relationship? Like I was just trying to fuck something and now look at me. I'm, <laughs> now look I done at been me. with her. I done been with this damn motherfucker for the last four months. That that's I've because, never thought about it like because, that. Because because like that's really what it is. If you okay, I feel women know that men just wanted the sex 
faster than men understand that we just wanted the sex. Okay, okay. I, I will say in, in most times when I'm getting to know someone, it, it is a thought in my head that, okay, because me, if, if I want to fuck, th- th- we're going to have this conversation because I, I ain't going to sit on it. Hush, not you, obviously. I, I missed the mark on that shit. But recently, <laughs> if I'm if, if I'm in that, but at the same time, I'm conscious of, okay, so if I'm feeling this person and they're in the pursuit of the pussy, are we in a place where once he get it, we're still on a good foot to get to, to other shit? That's a lot of things. You, you know what? But the more, the quicker he knows that he actually likes you, it's easier for him to do that, though. This is true. He's got to figure out, do he actually like you? That's really what the problem is for a lot of dudes, is we don't find out, we don't really like your, your ass until... Fucking, I done wasted six months. I wasted six months. I done bought you three bags, some shoes that I probably shouldn't have bought. And I done charged that shit. Um, and I ain't even going to be fucking with you. I'm going to be paying off the interest longer than we was in a relationship. Don't eat, ooh, don't take me. Don't hey, take it's, me it's, 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 it's expensive being a fucking man. It's expensive. A real man. It's expensive I was about to man. say, like, I would. I when, would I was a, when, I was, when I was a bitch ass nigga, like, I'm just saying, like, it was cheap. cheap. I could fuck your ass and take you to McDonald's. You know what? Ladies, please, for the love of, of God, I don't care what the excuse is. Please do not carry your ass to McDonald's with no with, with no woman's son. Do not do it. No, that is not it. I'm going to tell you like this. No, I'm going to tell you like this, women. If the first two dates he paid, you need to pay on the third day. And you need to take him to your house and slut that man out. I, I, I agree with you on that. Yeah, by all means, please. If, if, if you don't have a good give and take, if he has paid and then you want to pay, absolutely. I'm a firm believer in that of the of the give and take. Everyone pours into everyone pours into the cup. That's my phrase. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and fuck him because that that is the for me, don't judge me, my cancer ass. That is the makings of a beautiful friendship, relationship, whatever. You'll that. always be my bestest friend. Bestest friend. No, I agree with that. You got to take that man home. You got to slut him out. I'm talking about like this. Like, we know ladies, like, sometimes, like, you go out with a guy. He's been a perfect gentleman. This motherfucker smells good. Every time he hugs you, his hands are, like, rough but soft at the same time. So you sitting there romanticizing this shit, and you smell him. His breath smells good. Y'all done ate, y'all done ate goddamn dinner. His breath still smells good. You're like, oh, this motherfucker right here. You hug him. That B-B-E. Is flowing through your body, you know you're over tapper. Get up to the house. I don't want to buy tap my and you be a lazy, you be a lazy bitch just laying there. Don't be that. Don't no. don't be that. Please slut that man out. Yes. Slap him in his fucking head and say, get on the bed. If he's get on the bed, bed, bitch. If if that's what he wants. If he said to that. You know, if he, if he please, please don't just do it thinking, yes. you know, oh, yeah. Dr. Gas can, man. Well, told if, if you run it, if you run into me, shit, slap throw me on the fucking bed and say, shut up, bitch. By, by all means, if you come I'll in contact it. with him, because I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna get some, you're gonna get some DMs. You're welcome. Um, Dr. Gas can, man. I will I if you run into him, please by all means let this man out, slap him in the face, do all the things, and please write in to let me know what this was like. Thanks, advance friends. Just saying. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll Support, come say back. it to we'll, me we'll nice. Huh? Yes. We can come back, you know, we'll, we'll come back on and partner and tell you how she smutted me out. She slapped me around a little bit. I am. Told me to shut up and stop talking so damn much. All of that. Please. Okay, I'm with you. Listeners, if you love me, you would do it. Thank you. Very much record it. <laughs> okay. 
earlier you I'll sign, I'll sign the waiver the waiver that allows me to okay good awesome sauce <laughs> early you earlier you talked about peace and and that being really what most men are looking for within their life is peace so in my mind because i be all deep in shit you have in to find some, <laughs> you have to have some level of of peace within yourself when it's time to to kind of commit to somebody mm-hmm. i ain't gonna go into all of that but you have to you know when you come into the relationship how do you maintain your own inner peace as you're cultivating the peace within the relationship you see what i'm saying yeah so what i found is you got to be able to do do the things that made you peaceful in your relationship so if in my relationship so i like a quiet house okay so um during the day my kids can do whatever they want but once sundown hit, hey them voices come down i got seven kids Mm -hmm. seven kids five girls two two boys see wait pause pause right there i just i just need you to sit right there y'all heard that shit Y'all remember my motherfucking question? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So remember, whoever gets into this DM, holla at me, girl. All right, go ahead. I'm listening. <laughs> so, so you know, what, what I feel is, I like my house, so my kids go, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, the things that give me peace are a quiet home. I don't want to feel pressured or, or obligated to call by a certain time. So I work in corporate America. I work hard. Mm-hmm. So I'll go to work and I might text you two times mm-hmm. throughout the whole work day. And I might work 12, 13 hours. When I get off work, my first call is not to call you. It's going to be for me to sit in my car, put on some whatever I'm listening to at that time. If it, like today, I'm listening to Drake Fair Trade. And then, you know, from that point down on the album and I'm driving home, windows down, just thinking. Mm-hmm. And then when I pull up the front of the house, I call you then. And talk to you as long as you can understand that that i need some transition time cool if you also understand from an activity standpoint i'm gonna go to the gym to go hoop, play basketball lift weights run i'm gonna do that still and you don't obligate me not like if you understand like if you tell me i need you to do everything that keeps the aura the way it is right now that's that's great but we don't allow people that privilege mm. when we get into relationships with them Oh, that's deep. That's deep. When yeah. we get in a relationship and they get off of work, we want a phone call with those 15 minutes. Women, I'm just going to let y'all know, men need transition time. Ooh. Y'all process faster than we do. So we need transition time to transition our minds from I'm leaving out of the workplace. I'm about to go home to my, my woman and, my, and our family and spend time with them. You got to let me get all that work shit off of me. Somebody that kicked my back in for eight hours. So mm. when I come home, it's time for you for six hours, seven hours before you go to bed. I don't want to kick your back in and those type of way. I want to be able to love you, be free, talk to you, talk to the kids. But I can't do that if I don't transition my mind. Most arguments happen when a guy just gets off of work because he can't even process what you're saying to him sometimes. Right. I, I learned that about me. Mm. I need transition time. You got to let me walk out the building. You got to let me sit in my car. You got to let me pick pick a, pick an album to start playing um, or a podcast to turn on. Uh, or something like that. So before mm-hmm. I start driving home, so I can start working through the feelings. I can let the feelings of the job go. And now I can come back to my mental of what we talked about before I went to work. And, and then I can start thinking about, oh, yeah, man, I asked her how this went, how that went. So I can have a game plan. But when I come to you, I'm not going to drop the burdens of what just kicked my back in at work on you. I don't want to. Right, right. Because I don't want you to have that shit on you. 
I want to let you know that the peace that I had, that I, I done dropped all that shit so I could be at peace, so I could be the man that you have come accustomed to. Right. You, accustomed, you became accustomed to me having peace, not stressing you, not making you ever feel unwanted because I can focus totally on you. But women, sometimes I'm asking for focus from a man that, that it hasn't decompressed you. Ooh, shit. You can't manage two feelings at once. I can't manage two sets of feelings at once. Right. And a lot of men can't. That's why men, if, if it's a terrible example, but when men have side chicks that are truly side chicks, like I'm not talking about you're having an affair. I'm talking about a side chick. Right. You pull up to the house, she toot that ass up, you wash your dick in the sink, you go home. I'm talking about no emotional attachment. Right. Sorry if that was triggering. I'm talking no emotional attachment, then you take your ass back home. I'm not talking about affairs. Right. But right. that's why some dudes, that's why dudes, if you think about it, dudes can't have affairs, like an affair for real, because their heart will play on them too much. It'll play on you too much. Because hold on, hold on. Wait a second, listen, let me, let me explain. Let me yes. explain. Let me explain, right? Mm-hmm. This is what I mean. I'm going to tell them my business. No, Lord. So in my first marriage, my first marriage I was in, I cheated. I had a whole affair going on. Mm-hmm. A whole affair, right? Okay. okay. Like y'all was going together. Yeah, going on dates, all that other shit. But emotionally, I was still with my wife. Hmm. And I couldn't, and I couldn't balance it. So when me and my wife broke up, and now this affair I'm attempting to have, it was always some shit. Mm. Because we could never release ourselves from it. And because my character, I had I did low morale things. So you would think he's gonna keep going low morale shit. But Men, we were terrible, terrible mm. when it comes to like having feelings and and cheating. Because what's gonna happen is he's gonna do he's gonna do one or two things. Girl, I can't mess with you no more because you know me and my wife, that's my queen. You know, da da. And then it's gonna make him come back and love a little bit harder. Mm. Or he gonna, well, baby, I don't wanna be with you no more. Or somebody else down, da da. And then he gonna go and be the best nigga in the world to her. You gonna be like the fuck did she do to get this good ass nigga you know what it was he when going through the attrition of war of his heart in you and this woman he said i can never do this again so let me put everything over here now because he lost over here because because mm-hmm. psychologically to go back to that mm-hmm. i gotta unfuck myself on what i did to you. and it's easier just for me to move on to this new woman and then now all of a sudden be this nigga that you were sitting there looking like i never got that this whole time but this time this man has understood Oh shit! Right. I done got my heart involved with two different women. I can't do this again. I'll be broken. I'll be devastated if it happens again. That's why when the second wife do you like how you did the first wife, that that be the man that be fucked up for a while. Yeah, I'm not I'm speaking kidding. from experience. I'm gonna hit dog hollering. I need to. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. You know, you need you know, get another shot. There you go. There you go. Okay, sweet. You know. Um, I, a lot of what you're saying makes a lot of sense because I, I will say first marriage was cheated on. Um, long story that I am trying to get into triggering. Uh, but I will say that I did see a, a shift because it, it was a situation where I, I'm more comfortable over here. I'm, I'm going to go and do this because we had, we had gone through a situation before and we didn't recover. So he knew 
what that life was going to be like. He knew that there was going to be like, I'm going to quote unquote forgive, but I'm not going to forget. It's, it's going to alter how we move and how comfortable I am with how you move and all of this. So I'm going to go, I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to cultivate over here. Let me, let me grow this. And it, it appears as though, damn, everything that I asked you for, or that I was, I was bleeding out for, you're giving it to this motherfucker. But freely. Freely. And the idea, I don't know if you ever watched the first wives club. It was a movie back in the day. Yeah. It's a TV show now. I I like I like the TV show. I like the TV show. Yes, the TV show now. And it's like, well, I've learned so much from my from this first situation. So here I am being a star in the second one. And it's just like women get tired of being your first the that that starter wife. Ain't nobody trying to be a starter wife. But that's that's what happens though. But I think honestly, if we didn't live in such a you hurt me, I can't talk to you ever again, if we became a little bit more forgiving and we became to the point where we said, I love you means that I am going to make the decision and the choice to love you no matter what. If we got to that point, then then I can say, hey, you know what, I I, I did this over here mm-hmm. and it was fucked up, it was wrong, but I just want to let you know, let me give you everything that I know I should have been giving you because I don't want to deal with the heartbreak of losing you. We would rather go through the heartbreak of losing you. Mind fuck our own selves in the new relationship to love this person and still secretly have something left for you the whole time. Right. We'd rather do that than just do go back and have that conversation. Mm. And that's as a man. And that's as me, that's me even telling on myself. Ooh, that's hard. Oh, that's deep. We didn't got so deep today, Georgie. That's hey, man, it's cool. Hey. Yeah. Let's talk about some. Let's get back to talking about some slutty shit out. <laughs> right. How did we get here? Damn. We was talking about dicks and pussy and, and eating ass. Yes. See the effect oh, I have on people. This shit. It's the safe space. Oh, so everywhere. Right. So with that being said, what are your top three sex tips? Top three sex tips. Um. So first off. Mm-hmm. Fellas, when you eat the pussy, find out what stimulates her before you eat her pussy. Correct. What do you mean, George? Let me help you. If she likes, if she likes, um, or her nipple be stimulated um, with your tongue a certain type of way, ask. If she wants you to stick her your tongue in a pussy, ask. If she wants to make sure that you swipe up and down that asshole, when she hit that arch for you just for a little bit, ask. Yeah. But make sure you make sure you're doing that. Make sure you ask. That's what, number one tip. Number one tip is ask. Mm-hmm. Number two, if she shows any signs of not liking something, what can I do better in the moment? Ooh, yes. So understand if any of y'all ever play football, sometimes you got to call an audible. Some things don't work. If you are old, reckless, you know, with the if you reckless with it, let ask her. Hey, I want to make sure I please you tonight tonight so since we're in this moment how do you want me to do this talk me through it and make her talk you through oh you better speak on it because that's gonna do more for her than you actually eat yep third thing talk to her when you know so when she tells you yes you're eating it the right way so you want me to keep eating it like that make sure you end up you're you're you're, you're, you're having a conversation because what's gonna happen is fellas one it's gonna stop you from letting so fast Yep. Let me help you out. It's helping you help her. Let me help you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in that case, talk to her. The more words you say in a non-aggressive tone, 
make it conversational. And then it's about totally about pleasure for her. Because if you want to know anything, fellas, it's better to be a pleaser from a standpoint of make your mind up to please her and satisfy her. You can do more with your five-inch penis and your best try-hard effort than you ever could if you just had a big old dick but don't know how to fuck. So make sure you take the time to talk to her, to make sure that she's into what you're doing. When you finish, when y'all finish having sex, when she orgasms, she should feel that spirit of love that you were trying to get for intimacy or whatever word. So those are my three tips. Ask, ask her basically what she wants. Then uh, number two, not number two. Talk to her. Talk to her. Mm-hmm. Talk to her. You know, when I say, you know, ask her questions. Ask her questions mm-hmm. in the moment. Ask her questions. That's mm-hmm. what it was. And then number three was talk to her. Yep. And so because if you, you do that, it's forever. Gentlemen, if you're listening, I had said to none of us had said to me, Nice uh, production team, including myself, is responsible for anyone um, stalking you, um, looking for <laughs> you in the daytime with a flashlight, coming to your home at three o'clock in the mo- morning, touching the hood of your car. None of that would be the fault of Say It To Me Nice. Um, thank you. <laughs> But no, but the thing is, what I've learned about, about, you know, when you're being, when you're having sex with somebody, if you make it about them and they make it about you and y'all make it about each other. Yep. Man, the best sex ever. Mm-hmm. Georgie, thank Amen. you so much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for spending time with me. Before we <laughs> rep your brands, how can the people find you? What great things do you have? Uh, all right. So um, first off, you want to find me on Instagram, it's Dr. Gas Can Man. You want to find me on Twitter, it's Dr. Gas Can Man. <laughs> you want to find me on Snapchat, it's Dr. Gas Can Man. Uh, also, uh, if you want to hear, um, so I have I have two podcasts that, that I'm part of. The first podcast is the GH2 podcast. That's just about mindfulness and the different things that I've gone through in therapy and the life lessons. And then the uh, second podcast I'm a part of is called the Cash App Crew Podcast. I just want to let you know, I celebrate the duality of my personality. I believe in a little bit of righteousness, a little bit of ratchetness. So sometimes I'm going to talk about sucking pussy and sometimes I'm going to talk about how I need to clear my mind and find therapy. So that's just how I am. That's any conversation you're brought up with me. I'm talking about I love Jesus and then I'm also talking about I love sucking on some pussy. So I believe you have to Alex. be able to be both sides of the scale that's just the libra in me so that's my brands uh also i just gotta give a shout out to we're gonna talk about girls podcast kenneth martin um that's my producer that's my shooter um you know with the podcast thing he keeps me uh, uh focused and uh, moving forward with uh both podcasts okay thank you so much george i really appreciate you for coming on this was a really good conversation Thank you guys, and we will see you next, well, you will hear us next week.